the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Here's Mark and here's Renee. And we're both here four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We're getting ready to retire um, from radio in November. And so we're just kind of reminiscing and telling you what, what it was like in the old days. And, uh, and, 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 and stuff like that. But if you have a car question, that's what we're here for first. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. There's Kurt's Auto Repair. We really like Kurt and Eric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we like Kurt and Eric because they can fix cars. But I can't tell you folks how many times someone in the Bell and I-17 has called us. Nobody can find this. Nobody can fix this. Da, 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 da. And I says, look, I, I have a lot of faith in Kurtz. Take it over there. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't hear anything for a couple of days. And so I call and I say, what happened? Well, we remember Mrs. Jones. And she had this problem where her windshield wipers flapped intermittently. And, and what happened is, is the brush on this one motor failed and uh, we fixed it. Mm-hmm. And I said, what'd you charge her? Nothing. We, we just tapped it with a hammer and got the brush loose and we just sent her on her way. Remember the lady that took her or had her car towed in because they told her she needed a motor? Yes, I do remember that. And, and all they did is replace this $10 oil pressure switch mm-hmm. and that fixed the problem. Yeah. So we've got lots of guys like that. Well, then we got Tom Blackwell, who's a little bit on the shady side, <laughs> but I'm teasing you about that. Yeah. But I, I've got one story I want to tell him. In the old days when we were in gas station, it was the Wild West. Yeah. It, it, it was wild. And especially during the gas crunches when we had long, long lines. So we were at the mobile station in Ahwatukee, and I'm five foot ten at best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was out on the islands kind of making sure nobody cut the line. So this big construction truck pulls in, cuts everybody off, and pulls up to the to bay or the pumps. So I walk outside, and I said, you got to wait your turn. And this guy's ten feet tall. Yeah. Big, big boy. <laughs> and he's not liking what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, his eyes get big, and he stops talking. And I'm saying to him, I'm going to shut the gas off to this pump. You're not going to get any gas. So you can stay here as long as you want, but you're not going to get any gas. And all of a sudden, his eyes get big, and he goes, okay, and he gets his truck, and he leaves. And I turn around and bump into the belly button of Gene Schumacher. Another 10-foot guy, right? Yeah, another. (laughs) He was huge. You remember, his hands looked like tennis rackets. He was a welder at the uh, nuclear power plant. He was a plumber welder. Mm -hmm. And next to him was Walt Price. He was former military, and they're both big, strapping guys. So I'm thinking I backed this big dog down, but I turn around and bump into these two guys. (laughs) Yeah, you have some help behind you. I I didn't know that. Right. And I I remember that to this day because I was kind of scared. I figured he'd beat me up. Yeah. But then... And when I turned around and these guys are standing behind me, I could see the fear in his eyes and he decided to drive off. Yeah. I also remember the days that we had up and down days. Mm-hmm. Remember the time that we were working on Cliff Diamond's beautiful, beautiful F-150 Ford and mm-hmm. we caught it on fire? 
Oh, yeah, I remember that because I was in my office, which was about, you know, two by three cubicle. I had one of the kids in a crib, probably the other one on my lap or whatever, doing the books. And I didn't know whether to run or (laughs) what the heck to do. (laughs) Shut the door and stay there. Um, Well, we were working on this truck and we were fixing a fuel leak and we dropped our trouble light, which caused the gas on the floor to catch fire. mm -hmm. He had... He didn't really have any damage. We got it out pretty quick. Right. But we had to replace his grill because there was some fire on his grill, and we replaced his grill. Cliff was a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. He he worked for Scottsdale for 20 or 30 years yeah. as a policeman. And uh, and and that was one of the times that, you know, we had we had tough time. At that particular point, no one knew what to do. Some of our customers saw that happen, and our employees saw that happen. And one of our employees says we didn't dare push it out of the bays because right outside the bays was where they have gas. The they gas, dump the yeah, gas. Yeah, exactly. So we have these huge tanks, 9,000 gallons, underneath the ground. And they thought, well, if we push it out and then we can't push it anymore, it sits on top of the tanks, then we're going to blow Awatuki to, to Casa Grant. Yeah. So yeah. We, we had all kinds of stuff. And then remember when Awatuki had no water drainage and when it rained, all the sh- streets would fill up with three and f- four feet of water. Yeah. And yeah. we took our tow trucks after the water subsided and we would push people out of those washes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going to tell one story. One. one. Uh, this <laughs> is number four. Okay, okay. go ahead. All right. <laughs> easy. It, it's raining like crazy. Okay. And it's flooded. Mm-hmm. And I go over to help Tom Seavers from United Drywall. And you say, be home because my parents are going to be here for dinner. And right. I never make that time. Right. I, in the past, I've never made it. So I get up on the hood of his truck, and I open up the hood, and I put my knee on the fan shroud, and I reach over, and I'm spraying the distributor with WD-40. And I said, try it, Tom. He hits the key. The car starts. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the shroud breaks, and my knee gets cut to shreds by the fan clutch. Mm-hmm. So you were I, late again, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom gets out and he's stuttering <laughs> and I'm bleeding like a crazy. My pants are all torn up and I've got this giant cut right across my right across my knee. Right. So they pick me up and they take me to Desert Sam that's not that anymore, but mm-hmm. it's something else. Family and, Desert, yeah. And and they stitch me all up and clean me all up. But you were calling the shop, finding out how come I wasn't at dinner with you and your mom and your dad. Yeah. And and you were so mad at me when I got home that you didn't even notice I was limping. Yeah. I didn't really care, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I had this huge bandage underneath my Levi's, and then my Levi's had been cut so mm-hmm. they could get my Levi's off. Right. Then, then there was another time I was late for dinner. And I I don't remember that that had something to do with baseball or a game. basketball basketball and that's you hurt your your uh, ankle yeah. yes I do remember that and too. I was supposed to be home with your parents and mm-hmm. eating dinner I sprang my ankle they took me to the hospital and then I was a couple hours late but you know you need to get past that it was always something <laughs> <laughs> you need to get past that that's right six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty these are the highlights of our oh life. yeah the and gas we station did business. we did work hard those I mean it was a twenty four hour station there was nobody else out there with gas or service or anything because at that time Awatuki was like thirty thousand people mm-hmm. and um, I remember I used to have to order gas for every other day mm-hmm. or else we would run out mm-hmm. and there was a couple times that we ran out <laughs> because it was crazy 
Yeah. I mean, people were buying gas like mad. And like you say, we had lines down the street half a mile mm-hmm. when there was a gas war and all that stuff. And We had three underground tanks, regular, unleaded, and super, and they were 9,000 gallons apiece. Mm-hmm. And we were having a truck drop a load either every day or every other every day. Every other day, yeah. And and that was a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. So how, can I tell one more joke where that lady beat me up? If you want. Okay. I, I don't know if I'd admit that, but well, okay. <laughs> I can I can tell it in, in, in a way. So I have two guys working for me, Dave Salem, and who was the other one? Somebody else. Was it Trent Crump? I think it was Trent. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, okay, could which be. are both in the police business today. Yeah. So they call me up. It's 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and they say, we've just been beat up. This guy came in and beat both of us up. So you call the police, and I head to the shop. When I get there, they say they were in this brown car, and the, there was a husband and a wife, and both of them were beating us up because we sold their daughter cigarettes. We don't remember selling their daughter cigarettes, but if we did, they, so they said it's a brown car, and they, they went towards Circle K. So I go over there, and the car's sitting there, and there's someone sitting in the passenger seat, and there's nobody in the driver's seat. So I go up to the, the passenger seat window, and I knock on the door, and I go, get out of there. I want to talk to you. Well, this guy gets out, and, and, and he doesn't want to necessarily fight. But I don't see his wife coming at me who looked like a football player that was six foot nine. Okay. She hit me and knocked me to the ground, and the next thing I know, I'm on the ground, and there's two people just kicking the living you-know-what oh, out well, of me. Oh, well, sometimes the story is 10 people were kicking you. That's so. what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the story is true. I thought I, I, a gang had attacked me, That's and right. I was trying to roll underneath the car because there was so many people beating me up. <laughs> so then I heard the ear of the tires. And I heard somebody get out, and I heard the jingle of keys, which is what cops did. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm not, they're not kicking me anymore. So finally, this big cop stands me up, and he goes, you're going to jail. And I says, well, let me tell my story first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, he finds out that I am from the, the gas victim. station, yeah, yeah, a victim, and they beat me up <laughs> as well as two of my employees. Those people got in so much trouble for beating up those two kids. Yeah. And they ended up... I'm paying a bunch of money to the state because the kids had to have major medical detention. And I don't know exactly what happened, but I do remember that the state was really mad at them for beating up the two kids. Nobody gave a damn that I got my butt kicked by a woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and nobody believed she was 10 foot tall and 10 feet wide. But I just remember trying to get underneath the car and hide from the. And I told the police, there's got to be 20 of them beating me up. And he goes, no, Mark, there's only two. <laughs> <laughs> and only one was beating you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about um, Larry Harker's auto. They're at 38th Avenue in Indian school and here's my favorite story there's a guy with a bmw and they've quoted him like four thousand dollars it wasn't the dealer either four thousand dollars to fix a problem where water was leaking on the feet of the passenger in the front seat water was leaking and so he the that guy called me and i I said where do you live and he lived near 38th avenue in indian school and i said well take it over to larry harker's and have bob take a look at it so Bob calls me back, and he says, I got the BMW here, and he says, I got it fixed, and I sent it on its way. I said, how much was the repair? And he goes, it was about $75. And I said, $75? He said, Mark, and I know this already, behind the glove box is the cool ev- um, uh, cum- evaporator core. No, the evaporator. 
Oh, it's a condenser up front. The okay. evaporator. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. The evaporator core looks like a small radiator. It's behind the glove box, and we ha- we blow cold air on it, and it gets cold with your air conditioning. There's a drain there, and many of you know that there's a drain because when you park your car, you come back, and there's a little water on the ground where we've defrosted that thing. So I said to Bob, well, what was the matter with it? And he goes, the drain was plugged up. Had a bunch of boogers and hair and f- hamburger wrappers and all kinds of stuff in there. He said, so we just cleaned it from the bottom. He says, we t- stick a hook up there and we just pull the trash out and pretty soon it was fine. So he says, then we dumped water through the air conditioning vent to rinse it out. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what'd you charge him? He says, I think it was about an hour. So it was $125. Oh, you just said 75 Well, maybe yeah. it was, or yeah. half an hour then. Yeah, it must okay. have been half an hour. Half or an at hour. that time, it could have been an hour. Oh, yeah. it was a while ago. I don't remember, but it was a lot cheaper than the $1,000 bid that they had got yeah, from somebody 4, else. Yeah. But that's Harker's. Bob knows lots of stuff. Ellen, mm-hmm. his wife, works there, so you're going to de- deal with her when you walk in because she handles the front office. Mm-hmm. But 38th Avenue and Indian School is a really fine place, and if you live in that area, may I suggest you try Bob and Ellen at uh, Larry Harker's Auto. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, so we're going to surprise Gil and take an early break for oh. the first time ever for, in my radio oh my life. Gosh, yeah. So, Gil, I'm throwing it back to you. <laughs> Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Tune in to The Wealth Lab with Don Spini and Ashley Patterson. Now's the time to hunker down and start being real cautious and real smart. Real advice for real retirees going through real situations. We've got all the time in the world now when we retire, and we want to be able to go out and enjoy that time. Make the most out of your retirement. Tune into The Wealth Lab with Don and Ashley, Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., right here on 960 The Patriot. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek it's exactly like saying that's rad it simply means that something is awesome or cool another one is totes it's exactly like saying totally just shorter as in i totes love going to the mall with becca another word you might hear is jelly jelly is a shorter better way to say jealous as in chloe i am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure. So I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'll be honest. The first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was... Excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. 
And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. My early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. But it gave my mom and me more time to plan together. Talk to your family about seeing a doctor. Go to alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We're going to go straight to the phone because we got three callers. Bill, yep. you're up first. How can I help you? Yeah, thanks. So I've got a 2012 Cadillac CTS, about 130000 on it. It starts fine all the time, except when I get gas, okay? okay? Once I take the cap off and get gas, it's very reluctant to start. So I've been uh, buying gas, leaving the engine on, and then there's no problem. What's going on? Well, let me ask you, how many times do you click the nozzle before you pull it out and hang it up? But tell me the truth. It could be <laughs> zero, one. No, I don't. It's, it's, no, what, what, what. When it goes off automatically, I just put it back in the pump. Okay. All right. Um, I want you to fill it up a little slower. And when it clicks off, then don't do it anymore. And I, here's what I think. There's two things here. It only happens when you're filling up. There's an evaporative system on your car, and we suck the fumes off the tank. We send them forward. We send them through a charcoal filter, and then we reburn them. Or we don't reburn them, but we burn them in your engine. So that helps with your fuel economy. It's called the evaporative system. When, we, when people stuff their tanks, they fill the tank up and they shove raw gas forward. The engine is, is sucking the fumes out of the charcoal canister, and it sucks the liquid gas, which floods the engine, which is called extended crank after I fill up. So your evaporative system, if it were defective, would set a code, and it would get a check engine light. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to fill it up a little slower, and I want you to, if it, clicks once hang it up but i want you to slow fill it and and then see if you have a tough time if you have a tough time then there's something wrong in the evaporative system and i don't know why the check engine light wouldn't be on or you didn't have a code but oh, it is no it is on the check engine light is on okay so that that tells us which direction to go you it's in the evaporative system and again, instead of sucking fumes we're sucking liquid fuel and and that's easy so we had to figure out what's going on so that on a one to ten scale, that's a six repair. That's not a real difficult. It it's it's going to take a little time to diagnose it, but the fix is going to be some stupid purge valve or something like that. Yeah, the decal like you don't want two hundred twenty five dollars just to diagnose it. Well, what part of town do you live in? Because that's a, that's a little steep even at my shop. Go ahead. What what's where do, what are you, 12, where do you live? Twelve. Well, there's decal like you know, Twelfth Street in Calabar. I know, but where are you? Where do you live? Oh, where am I? I'm at uh, 15th Avenue in Glendale. Okay. Uh, I don't have anybody in that area. I get Billy at 25th Street Auto. Yeah, or Larry Harker's 38th Avenue in Indian, Indian School. School. And uh, 
those that's the best I can do. You can go to MarkSalem.com and look at all the shops. Um, I, you, I would call and make an appointment. I would tell them exactly what you told me. I fill it up, and it takes forever to start it, and I have a check engine light. So the 225 is a little steep. What's our diagnostic for a check engine light? Uh, 79 to 149 or okay. something like that. So, so, yeah, the 225 is a little steep on that side. Yeah. But ours has to do with um, which system it is. Right. Because on this evaporative system, we're going to have to smoke the system, look mm-hmm. for leaks. So what we're going to do is we have a machine that makes a real dense white smoke, and we're going to attach it at the particular location. We're going to turn it on, and we're going to look for leaks of broken lines or plugged fittings and stuff like that. This isn't, on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a 4 or a 5. That's about all. Okay, appreciate right. your help. All right, good luck. Mario, you're up next. How can I help you, Mario? Hi, Mark. Uh, I got a question. I have a 2006 uh, Forenza, and I put my, when I come to a, to a stoplight, I put my, um, I put the gear in neutral. Is there an issue with doing that? Then I wait for the red the green light, and I, you know, put it back and drive. Is there okay. any issues with doing that? No, but let me ask you, why are you doing that? Well, I figured, like, when I have the AC on this hot like this, that it's going to not have a mo- as much of a load being okay. in in drive, you know, and just sitting okay. there and drive. I wouldn't worry about it because in the 70s and the 80s, the load on the air condition of the air conditioning system was severe, mm-hmm. and we would lose a hundred, hundred and fifty RPM, and then we had an idle kicker. So if you let go of the gas, the computer knew that you mm-hmm. had the air conditioning on, so it would kick the kicker and bring our idle back up for us. Today, the computer does all of that, mm-hmm. so it's just no big deal. I, I'm thinking, to, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't think you need to do that. If you want to, here's you do: put it in neutral. That's mm-hmm. it. You pull up, put it in a neutral. Um, but you'll quit doing that after the people behind you are honking at you and you're <laughs> on your phone and stuff like that. But there's really no benefit to you doing that. As a matter of fact, I think there's a bunch of technicians out there right now that are saying, you're going to wear out the shifter linkage, you're going to wear out this, mm-hmm. you're going to wear out that. But in reality, we don't fix shifter linkage but once a year. Mm-hmm. And it's not because some guy puts it in neutral at the traffic light. but. Okay. I don't think I don't think you're going to get what you think you're going to get. So I okay. throw it in a neutral minimum, uh, mm-hmm. maximum. Don't do anything. Just pull up to the okay. light. So you're Alrighty. telling me my wife's right again? Um, you know, um, yes, she, we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we are. <laughs> okay, I won't tell her that if she's not listening. So. All right. Well, why don't you um, just email me your last name, <laughs> and I'll get a hold of her myself. <laughs> All righty, Mario. Thank right, you very thank you much. much. Appreciate right. it. Chris, how are you? What can we do for you? Yeah, I'm really good, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Good. Hey, uh, this is for Renee, actually. I, I just wanted to, lo- to let her know that you and I went to a conference one time from that ADQ put on in Tucson. Uh-huh. A- and um, we decided to show up late. Actually, we didn't decide. We thought we would have lunch first prior to going there. You remember that? Um, yeah, I was working for DEQ, and I was doing lots of vehicle emissions, okay. and they were trying to sell the people on the idea that vehicle emissions was good, which is true. Okay. And I think mm-hmm. I did a, I did a class down there uh, in, in Tucson, and I was kind of liking it because I was born and raised in Douglas. And so I have uh-huh. relatives in Tucson, so I was really excited to see my Aunt Jackie and my Uncle um, uh, 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 her brothers, Uncle Ray yeah. and Uncle Joey. Yeah. I was really excited to see them. But I, I think the me- the message at that was 
when we start shutting off the fuel that comes out of your tailpipe, you're going to use less fuel. So if we're delivering you a gallon and you can do what you need to do with three quarters of a gallon, then that's a benefit to you. And so we were trying to, con- to convince the public and convince our industry that the vehicle emissions is a good thing. And today we know it's a good thing. No questions about it. But back then, who man, people hated that. And so oh, they did, yeah. So it, it, I remember that, the Tucson, but I did that all over the state. I did Tucson. I did Flagstaff. I did Yuma. Um, but I was with some other people, as you well know. There was other experts on that panel. So, but mm-hmm. thank you for that. That brings back old times. That was a lot of fun for me. And, and it was a risk because 20% of the people hated you and 80% of the people accepted your message. <laughs> and so exactly. Exactly. it was okay. All righty. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great one. And, 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 and you were a part of that because you took care of all three kids while I'm gallivanting around the state True. with with my favorite group, the, Devi- the Department of Environmental Environmental Quality. Quality. Yep. And, and, that. and 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 that's something else that we want to tell you is we have received state, county, and United States recognition for our recycling and our environmental stance. That's a little. Here's the hard part to swallow. I'm a cowboy. And you typically don't have some cowboy that has a horse that poops and has lots of gas being an environmentalist. But you'll remember, we did it for self-preservation. When we built our buildings, we knew that if we contaminated the ground with oil and gas and all that kind of stuff, the property would be useless. Mm -hmm. So when we built our facility in 1994, we got deep into the environmental to save our building. And to this day, they have never found contamination anywhere on our grounds. And we have two and a half acres. So we've been proud of that. And we've won awards in the city, the state, uh, the county. Uh, and nationally, yeah. And so um, we won that Earth Day award. I do remember that one yeah. year we had to go to San Francisco. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. Got an award. And everybody there was dressed up in suits and ties, and I had Levi's and a cowboy hat on. What else is new? <laughs> and so they gave me the award, and everybody's going, "This guy, it's probably his brother, <laughs> you know, or it's somebody else that's getting it." But but we did that because the bank was worried about loaning us money for our building sure. and they wanted some assurance that they wouldn't end up with some environmental nightmare. Mm-hmm. And you remember that, what was the two guys' names that um, uh, I'll, I'll remember, the two bankers that really helped yeah, us out. Well, I know, Craig Carlson Craig was Carlson one, won. Albert Nichols. Albert was Nichols were the other. Craig Carlson and Albert Nichols were our heroes back in 2000 whenever we opened. Do you ever find yourself asking if you and your spouse have gone from soulmates to roommates? Especially if you're anything like we were. Boy, we sure had our fair share of ups and downs. But we understood that a marriage is a sacred promise, and every one of us needs all the help we can get to keep our bond strong. That's why we attended Salem Media's Resist the Drift, a two-day marriage conference featuring doctors Greg and Aaron Smalley from Focus on the Family. They brought their great experience and wonderful wisdom into our union, reigniting the spark of passion and love we used to share. Thanks to Resist the Drift, our marriage is stronger than ever, and we've rekindled the romantic fire of our youth. You, too, can resist the drift apart in your marriage by attending this unique conference August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert. This weekend's conference will protect a strong and godly marriage in a fallen world where marriages are constantly under attack. Tickets for Resist the Drift are available right now at 960thepatriot.com. This August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert. That's 960thepatriot.com. Don't miss it. This is the story of a very special woman. 
In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Hey everybody, it's 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We're going to do a quick spot and then we're going to go to uh, David. And David, you stay right there. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. So he does Strictly Diesel. So if you got a Chevy, a Ford, or a Dodge, and nobody else can fix it, it's got a check engine line, it's got an oil leak, it's got a fuel leak, it doesn't run good, it doesn't start cold, or it doesn't start hot, no matter what on Chevy, Fords, and Dodges, Nature Man. So he's I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. I've known Nate for a long time. I really respect him. Even though we have a diesel division, Nate's a step above us. That's because all he works on is diesel. We do too, but he does a better job, and he has a lot more clientele than we because we do lots of gas and motorhome and, 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 and older cars. But Nate's a good guy, strictly diesel service and repair. David, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Um, I'm calling about my 2016 Kia Soul. 
who was the victim of one of our little scam, not scam, but break-ins. They did the whole USB towel of the ignition. So it's sitting at the shop right now. When I get it back, is there anything I need to either look for or anything I can do on these Kias that are being stolen because they, the USB doesn't protect their items? All I know is at eight o'clock, the cops knocked on my door and said they found my stolen car. Yeah, and 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 I I know very little about this, but um, they, there is a group of guys that have determined how to steal Chevys and Fords and Dodges and Hondas and Toyotas um, using different different devices that allow them access to it. Because as you well know, your key has a fob, and and you stick it in the ignition, and the and it has to identify that fob, and then you start it up, and and so forth and so on. We've got pretty good stuff, but this happens once every couple years where somebody will create some some device that bypasses the security system and allows you to start the car. So I think what you should do is is exercise everything on the dash. Run your air conditioning in, in normal and maximum. Get your windshield wipers fast and slow. Um, make sure that they, if the... Um, if the brake is on when you start the car, the red light is on the dash. You want to go through all the simp or all the systems to just make sure they're back to normal. But here's okay. the good news. The good news is is more than likely when I went into the dealership for all these repairs, you probably had an update or two, and they would have done that then. So it's kind of okay. like your phone. Every once in a while, you get a notice that says you need to phone update your phone. Most people don't get a notice when their car needs to be updated and when they take it in for the dealer, you know, a, a technical service bulletin or a recall, they find out that they've got their three-level software away. So okay. there's the independent shops can't do that, but sometimes when you have a problem, we'll send that car for an analysis to see if it does have a software update. And about 25% of the time it does, that means that the problem has nothing to do with the software. Okay? Okay. Well, I will test everything when I get it back because it's the wife's car, and you know how i got to make sure it works. Oh. She's driving mine, and I'm in this little uh, Kia Rio rental. It's way too small for a guy at six foot four, 230 pounds. Uh, you know, you, you know, you need to stand up to that wife of yours, and you tell her she belongs in that small car, and you take her car, and then yeah, have right. her call me if she has any questions. And my oh, phone, work good. and my Mark? phone number is one eight hundred goodbye Mark. Amen, yeah. brother. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, there that's you go. True. That's Mark true. needs to learn that. He's not learned that you're yet. You're happy. You're happy. Yeah, I the other day you said I'm thinking about trading in my Explorer, and I said fine. And so what'd you come home with? Well, I didn't trade it in, but... You sold it to our grandson. Yeah. Okay, and what'd you bring home? A gladiator. We already talked about this last week. If they weren't here around. So the (laughs) gladiator is a Jeep, and it's the new truck. And you bought the diesel engine, which really surprised me, as opposed to the gas. I like the way it drove. And and it really is a romping, stomping vehicle. It's nice. I like it. It it rides good. It's very sophisticated. Um, it has everything imaginable. It'll haul our trailers and stuff, our horse trailers and our flat trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what kind of fuel economy are you getting? Uh, twenty to twenty one. Yeah, it's and that's good. from Payson to Phoenix, and that's all around Payson Channel. and all around Chandler. Yeah. So that's pretty good. I thought you wouldn't beat my truck, my one-ton dually, my Dodge, and I'm sitting there at 16 to 18 miles to the gallon. But you're just whooping my butt because I don't drive like you. I drive oh, sensible. I I'm going to turn off your microphone. <laughs> Who we got, Gil? Say hello to Randy. Randy, good morning. 
Yeah, good morning. How are you, Mark? I'm good. I'm good. I'm being a little ornery today because Renee's sitting here, but, <laughs> um, you know, I have fun doing it. <laughs> well, you're going to be ornery. If you're talking about horses, uh, you, you're going to naturally be one of those kind of people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to own horses. That's why I'm saying that. I know. That- I know what that's all about. So, well, let me ask you a question: Were you ever around when uh, when a mare had had a birth? No, I haven't done that one. Okay, that that, that's probably the one I didn't do. Okay, and and for me, we had numerous births Mm -hmm. of babies and stuff, and the imprinting with the baby, and the loving with the baby, and having the baby follow you around like a puppy dog—that was what it was all about for me. Yeah, how many, how many, how many mares have we had that have dropped while they were in our fold? I don't know. 20, 20, probably. <laughs> yeah, and that was the best part. Now, I used horses to work cows and, and, and stuff um, like every other cowboy, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> we, we, we loved the horse. That, and then we used to have cows, too. And we had well, what those little round. A few until you wanted to butcher them. And then I said, no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm, I'm up to yep. your. Uh, what's up? <laughs> okay, here's what we got uh, 2016 Hyundai Sonata my daughter's car uh i bought it for at uh a friend of mine's a dealer and he has uh, you know dealer license to get into auctions mm-hmm. checked it out looked at it and when i bought it, it had like thirty-eight thousand. but it's in 2016 she's had it for several years so uh it, when i bought it it only had uh like i said about thirty thousand, and uh it was under warranty and it was really clean, nice car, runs good. Uh, lately, though, she's been having some issues, and I'm not sure what they are in the sense that she's saying it's going through a lot of oil. Okay. And so I, I asked her the normal questions, like uh, when you park it, have you looked underneath the cars to see if, if there are spots in there? Well, she parks on the street, so, you know, uh, it's there's always oil everywhere on, on the public streets. Because yeah. she lives in an apartment. So that one's difficult to tell. But, you know, I said what you need to start doing is you need to start writing down the mileage at a certain point when you fill the oil up or change the oil. And then you need to drive the car. And then if you have to put more oil in it, you need to find out how many miles you drove in order to do that so I can get a relationship of, you know, how much oil you're burning over how many miles and okay. whether it's a big big problem or, or no okay. problem. All right, that that's fine. That's a, that's fine. But really and truly, we just need to see the car. That's all we need to do. And and here's what you do first as a dad. And I'm not cutting down your daughter. My daughter had the same problem. You need to make sure she understands the ad mark and the full mark. Because there's a lot of people that as soon as it comes off the full mark, they add oil. And that's overfilling the crankcase, and we're going to consume it and send bad. it out the tailpipe. So she doesn't add oil till it hits the ad mark or it's below. She uses an oil like a 1030. And, and and so you can do what you want to do and tell us what the consumption is. Oh, she uses a quart every 312 miles. That's not going to help us fix the car. We need to know, right. is it going out right. the tailpipe or is it leaking? That's the issue. I'm up against a break. And if you have another question, stay right there. But i got to go. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Here at the Almond Joy Factory, where tropical vibes abound, we use soft, fresh-tasting coconut. The crunchiest almonds and delicious chocolate candy. Ah, but do you know what our most important ingredient is? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts and something even way better than that. Yes, Almond Joy is made with almonds and... 
Attorney Joe Cordell. Divorce forces a father to focus on what's most important, his children. You may no longer be a husband, but you'll always be a dad. In the divorce process, this comes down to three key concerns, physical custody, decision-making, as well as financial support. Each of these is important, and it's important that you choose a lawyer that cares as much about these issues as you do. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Phoenix area attorneys, Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. CordellCordell.com. Look through your children's eyes, and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet, the sound of birds calling out for attention. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating forest world. You are the hero in this book. This is a memory being made. This is what they will laugh about years from now. These are the roots grounding and nourishing them. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after you have at 11 o'clock. Randy, we're going to go back. You had a follow-up question. How can we help you? Yeah, here's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, it, it's a 2016 Hyundai Sonata. Now, I know they came with two different motors. Uh, but from what I understand, it's the bigger motor that, that's in that car, not the smaller one. It doesn't make uh, and, any difference. Okay, good, good. So yeah. here's my question. I've been working on cars since the 50s. Generally speaking, something like that, if you inspect the entire engine and you look and you can't find any place it's leaking oil, then it's probably burning oil. It's going right? out the tailpipe, yes. Right. And if it's doing that, it's usually one of two things. Rings or uh, valve guides? Intake Global. gasket, intake gasket, valve cover gasket. Um, uh, it could be a bad PCV valve that's stuck wide open and sucking oil out of the valve cover. There's lots of things. You're, you're going ah. way past what you need to do. I mean, okay. it's only going to be right. two places. It's going to be at a spark plug hole or it's going to be on the ground. That's it. That's where it's right. oil's at. The question is, is where? If you want to do it and you've been working on cars, it's simple. Pull all the spark plugs out of it. Pull all the spark okay. plugs out of it and look at it. If it's if it's got a bad cylinder, if it's got a bad head gasket, if it's got a bad valve guide, you'll see it in the color of the spark plug. Got it. Okay. And, right. and otherwise, just take it in and they're going to have to try and trace it down to where it's, they have to. Randy, this isn't this isn't rocket science. We're gonna I don't know how they're gonna do it, but we're gonna put some dye in your engine oil. We're gonna give it back to you. You're gonna drive it for a week. You're gonna bring it back. We're gonna put on some funky glasses and and a green light, and we're gonna look oh, underneath gotcha. it, and we're gonna see the oil leak start, and then where it drips right down, and we're done. And then we're gonna bid that engine. We're gonna we're gonna bid that repair, and it starts at like two thousand bucks. Oh, so don't worry. <laughs> Stop so, it. So so just yeah, that's we just use dye and we use a black light, and we can find out exactly where the oil leak is originating. We don't have to triangulate or survey the bottom. Randy, got to go, but I got Greg. Greg, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I I have an O twenty one um, Dodge Ram three quarter ton gas. Uh, pickup truck, okay. and 
I keep this. I'm on my third battery. I have 27,000 miles on it. Uh, taking it to uh, Bill Luke Dodge twice, and apparently all they do is replace the battery. So this third battery is a, a good battery that I bought at Napa or someplace, and um, it, it had gone dead, too. After the truck sets for a week, it's dead. I do have airbags uh, on the rear suspension, so I disconnected that, and it still drains the battery. So... Um, I don't have a lot of faith in the dealerships to find it, although it's covered under warranty. Um, I'm just trying to get some better ideas to where or why the battery's draining. I, I can't guess on that, but I'll tell you what the, the diagnosis procedure is. We have inductive amp probes, so they look like a pair of pliers with a big mouth on them, and they, mm-hmm. they talk to us. So we're going to shut the key off, and we're going to roll the window down, and we're going to get out of the car so that we can reach through and turn the key on if we want. So we're going to go to the battery cables, and if we find a draw, then we're going to just follow it to where it goes. That's it. You're going to pay a lot of money for this. You're going to pay 100 to $200 easy, but it's going to take some time. But we're going to finally go to a harness, and, we're going to, and we've got the draw through the harness, and it goes six different places, and we go, three, number three's got the draw. Then you look at number three, and number three goes to the alternator. That usually means the regulator's shorted, and you put an alternator on it. So this isn't a tough thing to find if there's a draw. But I want to tell you something. <laughs> I'm a little worried about three batteries because somebody should have found the problem at the very beginning. Um, an electrical exactly. system electrical system analysis at most shops is what's ours? Oh, I think it's alternator, good. regulator, shorts, draws. Yeah, I want to say forty-five to something. Forty-five to sixty-five dollars, yeah, I think, is what like it that. is. Yeah. So we check the alternator, we check the regulator, we check the battery, we check draws, we check shorts. We don't fix them; we just look for them. And mm-hmm. and and but. This isn't that tough. Do you do you have a voltmeter? I do. Okay. I want you to text me, or not text me, but send me an email, mark at marksalem.com, and okay. I'm going to tell you how to use your voltmeter to, to kind of kind of get in the state of what your problem is. Okay? I'm okay. just going to write okay. it out for you. For instance, just real quick, you take the battery voltage, and then you keep your pins on there, and you have somebody start the car up. It shouldn't drop below 9.5. If it drops below 9.5, either the battery's bad or the the starter's drawing too much draw. Then we're going to start with the battery at 13 volts because that's a fully charged 12 volt. And then when the alternator comes on, we're going to go to 13, 8, or 14 volts. Then we're going to shut off the engine and come back with the key, and we don't need the alternator to load because we haven't energized it yet. So us gray-haired guys are going to use a voltmeter. One, two, three. But you're saying it's still under warranty, right? Is that what you said? Okay, well, that's what they should do. Yeah. This shouldn't exactly. be that hard. That's to... what I'm... Exactly. And yeah. But I'm so frustrated because this is, I mean, I've taken it in there twice, and, I've, and the last battery I had to replace because we tow and we were traveling, RVing somewhere, and I had no choice. I had to replace the battery. So, right. um, you know, we're 10 too. So I, I'm just frustrated with the dealership. But yeah, it's covered, but then if they don't fix it, what's the point? Right. Well, and 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 it's when when that happens at our shop, it's because the technician guessed and didn't do the complete test, and right. and that's something that that and I'm kind of being nice to the dealer because our guys make that decision sometimes too. Yeah. So the question sure. is: Is it the belt, the alternator, is it the starter, or the battery? That's the question. Which one of those? Or is the trunk light on? Or is the glove box light on? And stuff like that. 
Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. got to run, but thank you very much, Greg. And what part of town do you live in? Um, South Phoenix, 24th Street and Baseline. Okay, I don't. I have... mean, and maybe try a different dealer. Yes, I mean... that 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 you bring up a good point. Um, and, yep. and don't go in there say, well, you could do a couple things. You could go in there and say, I've got this independent shop, and I've been having them, which is a lie. Right. But but the. All of us like to stand on the shoulders of the other one. And that's kind of like waving the red flag in front of the bull. Okay? Right. So be nice, but just say, yeah. you know, I've had it a couple. You can say truthfully, I've had it to a couple of other places, and I'm just not happy with the outcome. But the problem is they're going to look it up because they have records on everything they've done. You that, know? That's true, yeah. but that's still going to motivate them to yeah. work extra hard because he's saying, i got a problem no one else can fix, and I heard you guys really do good work. Yeah. So really? that kind of rap is something that I would suggest that you do. All right? Good. Good. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. Thompson's Auto Repair. Yeah. Uh, Brian. I mean, he could handle that with yeah. no problem, but we can't do the warranty work. Right. So that's the difference. Yeah, that's a uh, bad part. Brian and Thelma own Thompson's Auto Repair. It's the only shop in Mesa I can recommend. They're on Main Street, just east of Stapley. Brian comes from a gas station family. Thelma comes from a gas station family. Brian's family had a Union 76 station and more than one, and, and Thelma's family had shell stations, mm-hmm. and they all got along in Mesa. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to 1960s and 70s. So it's a marriage of the the who, who are those, uh, the Hatfields and the McCoys. McCoys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian and Thelma is kind of like the Hatfields and McCoy. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Mesa, you just got to stop by and talk to Brian or Thelma, and you'll understand why Mark Salem just loves them, and they're the only shop in Mesa. Not that they're the only good shop in Mesa, but we have chosen to give them you know, some ex- exclusivity, if I got that right, because they're so good at what they do. Yeah. So anyway, that's Thompson's Auto Repair, and they're on a base or a Main Street in Stapley. And we have another caller. Go. Say hello to Chuck. Chuck, good morning. Hey, Mark. Morning. Good morning. Hey, listen, a friend of mine was driving up to Sedona over the 4th and in her 2012 Prius, and a check engine light come on, and she ignored it, went a little further, it started running rough, she pulled over. Anyway, long story short, she had it towed into Sedona, and she melted her uh, gas engine in it. Just wondered who in town might be able to replace an engine for that. Well, nobody's going to replace an engine on what you've got in your hand right now. We're, we, we are going to figure out, first of all, we have to determine what's wrong with the engine, if it, anything. And number two, we, then we know, because the fuel system can cause that, the electrical system can cause that, the, knock, the absence of a knock sensor can cause that. So you've got all these moving parts. Worst case scenario, the shop goes, oh, needs a new engine, sticks a new engine, doesn't do any checking, any checkout, any analysis of the rest of the ancillary systems, gives it back, and you wipe that engine out. So... You better figure out, um, what's the name of that guy's, Dave's? Is it Dave's Prius? Oh, uh, I, d- I don't know. I yeah. have not heard of him. Uh, I've dealt with him a couple of times. I've okay. been very impressed with him. He's down like on Washington or Jefferson okay. on the street side. Okay. And I think it's Dave's Prius or something like that. Okay. He's just a wizard with Priuses. But oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell you something else you can do is call a couple of auto parts stores in your general area and ask them, is there a shop that you know that kind of really does good Prius work? Because that's what you're looking for. But somebody has to figure out why the motor failed, and they got to fix that problem when they put the new motor in, or you got another engine that's failed. And that's going to be expensive because the shop 
didn't do it right the first time and they're going to put everything up they can, throw everything at the wall they can to not do another engine because that's pretty expensive. So that's what you need to do. If um, if you want, what part of town do you live in? You said South Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Um, no, gosh. no, I'm in uh, Northwest Phoenix, Southwest. 99th Avenue in Bell. Oh, okay. Well, out there... Who would I send them to out there? Auto Dynamics, I'd call them and ask them if they want it. Yeah. If not, 38th Avenue and Indian School, Harkers. Mm-hmm. Either Auto Harkers. Dynamics okay. in Sun City or 38th Avenue. And- yeah. A lot of people aren't, you know, they don't work on Priuses like yeah. maybe he needs. And, and that's true. Um, you, 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 that's a question. Do you work on lots of Priuses? And I got one with a bad motor, and I, I need somebody to find out why the motor failed. Mm-hmm. And then I want somebody to bid the motor. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. th- th- we like to hear that kind of rap at the very beginning. We don't want to hear a 20-minute dissertation about how bad the other shop was because we know that you don't know what caused the engine to fail, and that's the first thing we have to check. So, All right. All right. Good luck to you, Chuck. Yep. All right, thank you very much. If you have any questions uh, Monday through Friday, you can email me. I've said my email address, mark at marksalem.com. But I want to talk and I want to close the show with this. Okay. Oh, oh we're going to take another caller. Go ahead. Say hello to Tony. Tony, good morning. Old pickup truck, battery oil. Uh, put less than 500 miles on the truck in three years. I got a four-year-old battery, a gel battery. They say it's still good, and I haven't changed the oil. Less than 500 miles. Do I change both of them? Okay, well, I missed some of that, but no, I wouldn't change the oil if it's got 500 miles on it and you haven't been using the truck, then it's not it's not worn out. There's nothing wrong with it. So I wouldn't change okay. the oil. What was the second question? At a four-year-old gel battery, by taking a chance, they say it's no. still good. Just no, it, it, you can take it to any auto parts store, and they're going to check it for you. They're going to check the load, the total vo- they should ha- We should start off with 13 volts. We should be able to load it to 200, 250 amps, and it should hold a voltage of of north of 10 so we can do that quickly you know autozone o'reilly's napa they they'll all check your battery for you gotcha i'm just afraid like driving to the rim and then not being able to start with no one else around you know um i think if that happens and your and your charging system collapses you're going to have a notification on your dashboard you're going to have an alternator problem you're going to have a check engine light something like that but to be honest with you, you should be able to drive 8 to 10 miles no problem, or even if the battery um, is going dead. I mean, it, even if the alternator is not working, you should be able to go 8 to 10 miles with no problem. Okay, awesome. Right. I know you're at the end of the show. Great show. And I love when the wife is on. Yeah, yeah. I don't because she always <laughs> corrects me. Anyway. Oh, thank you, Tony. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Well, um, I just wanted to tell you, we talked about building our shop in the environmental, right. and, and I'm a cowboy, and so cowboys aren't typically environmentalists, but Albert Nichols, who was with the SBA, and Craig Carlson, who was with our bank, put together our package, mm-hmm. and you remember the biggest thing on their mind was, was when we talked about environmental issues. Mm-hmm. We recycle metal, we recycle tires, we recycle aluminum, we, we recycle um, all of our rubber components. Um, we do all of that already, and our repair shop has won 
I don't know how many environmental awards for our ability. I, even when we wash our, our, our bays down, the oil separated from the soap suds in the water, and we put the oil over here and we send the soap suds down into the sewer. Mm-hmm. So we've also been tested a variety of times where they drill into the dirt, and we have always had clean dirt all the way around our shop and close to our dry wells. So that's an important thing. They think they know I'm a cowboy, but in reality, um, most cowboys aren't environmentalists, but I, I wear two hats. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.